Welcome to Nathan's School of Thought. I'm Nathan Walker, Global Performance Coach, here to share principles gleaned from decades of teaching, training, and coaching on four continents. Whether you're a senior executive, salesperson, new parent, military leader, artist, musician, head of a nonprofit, or a student, it doesn't matter who you are, only who you can become. Join me each week to have your brain flipped upside down as we move together toward a happier, healthier, and much more productive life. Hello, my friends. If you could see me now, you'd probably wonder why in the world I look like I'm covered with sawdust and I've been in the garage all day, when I actually haven't. I am covered with sawdust and I've been in the garage half of the day. So you have to deal with the unshowered, unshaven, unprepared version that you're getting on this particular podcast, though I know most of you can't see me. I am, however, capturing this on video for release, at least in part later, and those who see the video when it's finally out in the world will have their vision of me as this erudite man of mystery shattered. I'm just this guy, covered with sawdust, who spent half the day in the garage. In a few days, we will celebrate, at least in the U.S., what we call Thanksgiving. It harkens back to the first Thanksgiving celebration when the pilgrims got together with about 90 Native American warriors, about 53 pilgrims, and had a three-day feast based, actually, on a feast mentioned in the Bible. If you want to learn more about that first Thanksgiving and what it really was, it's fascinating. I will link a little video in the podcast description. My Thanksgiving memories are a little different than those of the pilgrims. Because my family is quite close, both on my mother's and my father's side, Thanksgiving and Christmas and the days in between were usually filled with get-togethers and dinners and celebrations with family, both our extended family and our immediate family. I loved these events. I'm sure my parents nearly lost their minds because they were loud. My senior year of high school, I remember that we had 74 people over for Thanksgiving dinner. I also remember that I weighed myself before and after because I really liked to eat, and I managed to down six pounds of food. Not healthy, not recommended, but man, it was good. I especially remember my mom's rhubarb pie. That was something she was particularly good at. I heard stories about Thanksgiving when I was in school and had some idea what it consisted of and how it began. But to me, the bigger story was what it had become in my family. Most of us don't really know the story of the first Thanksgiving. Most of us don't really know the story of our own lives. If you're like me, you may be prone to quickly point out all of your flaws, all of your mistakes, all of the things about which you feel guilty, or the things that lie ahead about which you may feel apprehensive. Some of us at this time of year find ourselves more lonely than at any other time. I have friends in that boat, and I speak to them especially, along with all of you. When we focus on the things that have gone wrong, we erroneously believe there is but little saving grace available for us. 
Just as we believe there is little saving grace available for us, we may also erroneously believe that our current difficulties constitute the whole of our life, and there is little to be grateful for. Jerry Bridges wrote in his book, Trusting God Even When Life Hurts, quote, I have spent a good portion of my adult life encouraging people to pursue holiness, to obey God. Yet I acknowledge it often seems more difficult to trust God than to obey Him. Yet it is just as important to trust God as it is to obey Him. When we disobey God, we defy His authority and despise His holiness. But when we fail to trust God, we doubt His sovereignty and question His goodness. In both cases, we cast aspersions upon His majesty and His character. God views our distrust of Him as seriously as He views our disobedience." Do we trust that God cares about us and seeks to continue to bless our lives? Ralph Waldo Emerson wisely said, quote, Cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you, and to give thanks continuously, and because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude, unquote. I went to a theater and saw a movie several years ago that had been advertised as a real funny ha-ha. And when I left the theater after seeing the movie, I hated it. I went home wondering what I had missed, and a couple of months later, rewatched it on video, and it has since become probably my favorite movie. It's called Joe vs. the Volcano, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. In it, Meg Ryan's character says, My father says that almost the whole world is asleep. Everybody you know, everybody you see, everybody you talk to. He says that only a few people are awake, and they live in a state of constant, total amazement. That came from a movie, but I think it's right. An article on Harvard Health, and I will include the link in the podcast description, says, in positive psychology research, Gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. Unquote. Joseph B. Worthlin observed, quote, One thing I can tell you with certainty is this. You cannot predict happiness by the amount of money, fame, or power a person has. External conditions do not necessarily make a person happy. The fact is that external things are often the cause of a great deal of misery. Those who live in thanksgiving daily, however, are among the world's happiest people, and they make others happy as well." One of the greatest ways to fill your life with gratitude, no matter your circumstances, is to serve others. True selfless service takes practice. I'm privileged to know some people who have spent their entire lives perfecting the art of selfless service. I still have very far to go, and I often question my own motives. 
This is probably best illustrated by a poem that I wrote in 2013, and I'd like to share this with you in the spirit of the season. I saw him as I passed him by, out of the corner of my eye, outstretched beside a darkened door, the entrance to the clothing store. You see a lot of those, you know. This guy must have let himself go. Another greasy man who lay along the streets of San Jose. There but for God's good grace go I, I thought then, and continued by. I hadn't let my life go bad. I'd worked too hard for what I had. Another glance. I shook my head. A wonder the dude wasn't dead. And whether drugs or laziness, he'd got himself into a mess. I turned the corner, walking fast. My supper wasn't going to last. This takeout food gets kind of old. I didn't want to eat it cold. The way he twitched was pretty strange. I wondered if I should arrange another trip around the block. It couldn't hurt. I might take stock. What if a seizure made him twitch? Or maybe he'd just scratched an itch. I slowed my pace to take a look and saw the way his body shook. Convulsively, he pawed the air, as if to fight a monster there. His pants were low, and I could smell the sour urine where he fell. And though a seizure it was not, I pitied him his lonely spot. He shook there on his concrete bed. I think I saw him turn his head. I should do something, came the thought. But what in the world have I got? I had no blanket. Couldn't know if maybe he'd a place to go. The good Samaritan did well. But of the others, who can tell, whether from helplessness or pride, they'd passed by on the other side. So I continued to my room and pondered in the gathering gloom and ate warm food and watched TV. What does the master think of me? What does the master think of me? During this season of gratitude and appreciation, gather your family close and examine them with gratitude. If you are the only family you have, examine yourself for all that is beautiful and good and wonderful and kind about you. Most importantly, may we all seek to do what the Master would do. Be grateful as He is grateful. Serve as He serves. And love as He loves. I'll close with a beautiful quote from Mr. Fred Rogers. I believe that appreciation is a holy thing. That when we look for what's best in a person we happen to be with at the moment, we're doing what God does all the time. So in loving and appreciating our neighbor, we're participating in something sacred. Happy Thanksgiving.